Welcome to Mayo Clinic's ECG segment, Making Waves, continuing medical education podcast. Join us every other week for a lively discussion on the latest and greatest in the field of electrocardiography. We'll discuss some of the exciting and innovative work happening at Mayo Clinic and beyond with the most brilliant minds in the space and provide valuable insights that can be directly applied to your practice. Welcome to Mayo Clinic's ECG segment, Making Waves. We're so glad you chose to join us. Today, we have an exciting episode planned for you as we discuss reduced lead ECG analysis. Over recent years, data-driven machine learning models have shown promise for ECG analysis. Many models use the standard 12-lead ECG. However, are all 12 leads necessary? Today, we are fortunate to be joined by Dr. Joel Shu as we look at what reduced lead ECG analysis is, its clinical value, some of its challenges, and how it compares to standard 12-lead ECG analysis. Dr. Shu is currently leading the AI group of AliveCorp and is an adjunct professor of the bioinformatics department of Emory University. Prior to that, he had been the leading algorithm scientist at GE Healthcare for 28 years. He holds many patents and has published extensively in the field of machine learning, biomedical signal processing, and pattern recognition, especially as it pertains to ECG analysis. Dr. Shu, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Castro. So it's so exciting to be here, got opportunity to discuss this very interesting topic. I've been looking forward to this. And, you know, I, I think before we dive into the topic in detail, which I know we will, maybe you could start by giving our audience an understanding of what reduced lead ECG analysis is and what clinical value it offers, because I've learned a lot of this from you. Thanks. So, so here I give a kind of a broad definition of reduced 12 lead. Here I emphasize it's, there's a lot of reduced lead analysis, but this is more for reduced 12 lead ECG. So which is a topic for mainly we're going to focus today. So it's, it's basically going to involve using fewer leads than the actual measure standard 12 lead, which including six limb lead and six precordial leads also known as a diagnostic resting ECG analysis. We're going to do this reduced lead and still performing similar diagnostic interpretations. So this method offers a main clinical value of simplifying the lead hookup process and speeding up preparation and detection, and also making the ECG device more portable for ambulatory use, as well as facilitating patient management during patient monitoring situations. So the, the clinical value, you know, you could certainly see that there. And it, it does make sense. You're taking the, the 12 lead and reducing it to perhaps some of the more important aspects or the things that you'll share with us more. But before we get into that, I wonder, what are some of the, the main challenges for this reduced lead ECG analysis approach? So historically, two main types of reduced 12 leads has been tried. And the first approach involves they select a subset of the standard 12 ECG. For example, they're using V1, 2, V1, V5, and another one use V1, 2, and V2, V5. And then they're using this measured lead to synthesize other precordial leads. So one advantage of this method is that it includes at least eight leads, six limb leads, and two V leads that are the same as the standard 12 lead. So the second approach involves designing a completely new set of lead positions for the measured leads and then synthesize a 12-lead ECG from those leads. 
So that example is including the famous easy lead from Philips. The one advantage of this method is that the lead position are relatively easy to identify on the body. For example, it's left, right, up and down on the torso. But this method might result in the generation of relatively new 12 lead ECGs, maybe not familiar by the physicians. So there are primarily two challenges associated with this both reduced lead method in the, in the past. The first pertains to the accuracy of the synthesized lead compared to the actual measured leads. So the synthesized model typically used a known as called a global model. So meaning a set of a conversion coefficient is applied to all patient ECGs. So the accuracy of this conversion model is limited not only by training data, and also by that range of patient body size, body to heart geometry, and also by a physiological ECG source model. For, for instance, a localized ischemia or myocardial infarction may not be synthesizable from another plane that cannot see, or at least not accurately reproducible for visual interpretation. And the second challenge as this method attempt to use the same ECG criteria as the 12 lead ECG for interpretation, whether by algorithm or by physicians. As no set of criteria actually has been specifically developed for each reduced lead set. However, due to inaccuracy in the synthesized leads caused by the aforementioned reasons, some compromises in interpretation performance cannot be avoided. For instance, easy leads detection of inferior ischemia MI can be affected by imprecisely synthesized limb leads. And so you could see the, these challenges of using this novel approach with the reduced lead. And I, I must ask, because you know we're kind of seeing this uh, almost a, a renaissance in, in the, the whole field of electrocardiography in these do, new deep learning approaches, can deep learning models be applied to these reduced lead ECG analyses? Sure. So that's actually the, the focus of technical uh, things I'm talking about today. So, you know, the deep learning neural networks model has been applied to many tasks related to ECG signal analysis in the recent years. For the DNI model we're building, the input can be either ECG waveform data, such as reason data, or the average median B data. But however, one of the requirements always in expenses for using the model is needing relatively large data sets. Here, I thanks to our collaboration with Mayo Clinics and Emory University, we do have access to relatively large ECG database for this research. For example, we have 2 million ECGs from Mayo and 1.3 million ECGs from Emory. Our model training is mainly done on Emory data sets because there are more diversity of the kind of the race and the different different patient demographics. So in our reduced research project, our aim is to solve the two main challenges previously just mentioned. First one is lead synthesizing inaccuracy and the need for a specific set of criteria. So we aim to find the best lead sets that not only generate the most accurate synthesized lead but also provide the best ECG interpretations for major normal and abnormal determinations, especially on the morphology side, such as left boundary branch block, right boundary branch block, ischemias, myocardial infarctions, and so on. We have built a unique DNA model 
for each lead set and trained them using the supervised learning for multi-class morphology determinations. It was almost impossible to carry out such tasks before, since even building one specific criteria for a selected lead set had not been done. We have built a total of eight reduced lead set models, four using two limb leads and one precordial lead, and four using two limb leads and two precordial leads. Each model was also trained with and without synthesized leads. Our results show that the best overall combination of two limb leads and two precordial leads are lead one, two, V2, V4, and lead one, two, V1, V4. For this later one, because V1 actually carries the best QA information, so can get overall better reason interpretations. So one key take, take away from the study is that reduced lead set without synthesized lead can perform equally or better ECG classification of all morphology determinations when compared with the lead set that adds synthesized leads. This is important because it can reduce one layer of error if we do not need to involve synthesized leads for DNA model classification. However, synthesized leads are still needed, we think, for review purpose. This is really fascinating. And so are you saying that the reduced lead performances, how do they compare to you know, the standard 12 lead ECG? Is it better, worse, or have you looked at that? Yeah, we, 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 we did carry the some uh, scope for the major morphology and the reason the determinations. So our first, first task was to compare the stand 12 lead with the selected reduced lead set, which we, we finally come down to two we just mentioned, so V2, V4, and the V1, V4. So both trained with the other models and with some post-analysis using the same interpretations as labels. And so the results show that reduced lead set performed as well as the full 12 lead for almost all determinations with only the LVH interpretation slightly better in the full 12 lead. So here we will compare both model also built with 12 lead. The next, our second task is to compare the final interpretation performance of a reduced lead with the established 12 lead analysis program, such as GE's 12 cell. So which reaches in mainly uh, expert system-based algorithm, as we know, does myself involve quite a bit on, the, on that part. So the major morphology and the recent determination of reduced lead set were found to be mostly equivalent to 12SL, although 12SL definitely has a more complete list of a determination like more recent modifiers. It's very fascinating to see that. And I think that comparison will, will be important. Where do you see you know, this reduced lead ECG analysis uh, is quite fascinating. Where do you see it going next? What, is there any clinical use? What's next for this? Yes, so here in Alavco, again, with the collaboration with the different research groups, our reduced lead device and algorithm shall be available for physicians to conduct clinical research and experiments very soon. Um, I think Mayo's already get one other prototype. And we will also make sure one thing I also worried just working on this field for many years is to how to make DNA model more acceptable by physicians. Because usually we, we do have a talking set, people view DNA model-based algorithm as a black box. 
but this is not actually entirely accurate. Yes, every unit and layers of operation are well known inside a DNA model. An automatic feature extraction part is also reflected in the final layers of the model. But to guide the behavior of the model, we're adding some extra analysis, such as P wave detection for some reason analysis, QRS duration for boundary branch block, and ST level for ischemia and infarction. So, but our goal is to make the model analysis more transparent and understandable by physician to use. So we plan to carry more clinical studies in hospitals, including at Mayo Clinic and uh, some other major medical center to test the application of a reduced lead ECGs. Well, you heard it here, reduced lead ECG analysis. It's really you know, coming and we're seeing a lot already the, the power that you've shown and told us today and the transparency of the models that you're really working hard to do. I think that'll help convey the trust that we want from all of our providers that are using these models to see. We continue to see the field of electrocardiography advance, especially as it pertains to the application of artificial intelligence techniques. We learned today about reduced lead ECG analysis, its clinical value, some of the challenges that are coming about, and what's next for this approach. Dr. Xu, thank you for sharing your expertise with us on reduced lead ECG analysis. It's really exciting to see what you, the AliveCore team, and others are doing and what the future holds. On behalf of our team, thank you for taking time to join us. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. We invite you to share your thoughts and suggestions about the podcast at cveducation.mayo.edu. Be sure to subscribe to a Mayo Clinic cardiovascular CME podcast on your favorite platform. And tune in every other week to explore today's most pressing electrocardiography topics with your colleagues at Mayo Clinic. This has been a Mayo Clinic podcast.